Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from the Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances, this is WDVE Pittsburgh. That's like one of the, my worst fears is that like there's a home invasion while I'm in the shower and you have to yeah. fight people off with your with your, your twigs and berries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you don't want to look like the Bass Pro Shop guy. Yeah, you know, will be have a little more salt burn. Hey, hold on. on, let me fluff before yeah, I yeah, fight you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't really my best effort here. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, that's a bad situation. You don't want to get robbed and emasculated at the same time. Hold on, let me uh, pop a hymns. I'll be down in a minute. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, when I was uh, in college, I'm pledging a fraternity at, at Penn State, and they made you had to do like a run through a party naked. <laughs> a party, like a full blown party party? Yes, girls, everything. Oh, no. Did you get to wear shoes? <laughs> yeah, because those floors can get sticky. Right. And you know. I think, I think, yeah, you got to wear shoes. That even makes it look sillier. <laughs> <laughs> you run through. But I mean, everyone has to go in this room and then like take off their clothes and run. And that room looked like it looked like a a Beatles practice session in in Germany back in the day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Everyone's like, I I got to put my best effort out there, like just terrified of what was going to happen. Like, oh, just run really fast, dude. Somebody's going to try to stop you. Well, it's us. I've been in. You know, I. I played on multiple football teams. What the college where I I was in a shower with like you know, a hunt like like twelve shower heads per floor. Every dude has showered in public many times. Not that you're looking at other guys' junk, but I've never seen anything like that Bass Pro Shops guy. <laughs> that, that, that I did not think was a possibility. I didn't I, see it. Like I thought it. Uh, yeah. Like when he's in the water, it's just like, is he was he in an accident? Yeah, or did he transition or something? And no, he's just that is. I didn't know that was medically possible. That water is probably cold. It's not that cold. But no, he he had an any. Mm-hmm. Double belly button. By the way, speaking of uh, cold, this weekend's Steeler game will be cold. It won't be as cold as. It will be in Kansas City on Saturday night when the game airs on Peacock, which a lot of people are super pissed about. Kansas City taking on the Dolphins. Uh, and even that will be balmy compared to the Freezer Bowl, which took place on this day in 1982 between the Chargers and the Bengals. It was the AFC Championship back in the, you know, when playoffs were shorter and the season was shorter. The temperature on the field in Cincinnati was nine degrees, and the wind chill was minus fifty nine degrees. Oh come on! Wow, the freezer bowl that had to be the coldest game ever played, right? Gotta be. I mean, there's some pretty cold Green Bay games, but it's honestly in those games, it's it looks like more painful to stand on the sidelines than it does to play. Because when you play, at least you're moving. 
standing there and waiting for your side of the ball to go back on the field has to be a nightmare. And again, the gear that you have to stay warm now is so much nicer and effective oh, yeah. than what they used to have. And Big furry trench coats. <laughs> you always say those linemen go out there, you know, and they're like sleeveless and oh. all that, kind of, which I convinced Gardell to do that when he did the terrible towel twirl. It's one of my favorite pictures maybe ever. Him with that jersey on rolled up, the sleeves rolled up, standing next to Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Who is in a mink hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a fur coat. It's like, man, this is really the opposite ends of the spectrum on a lot of levels. And then Gardell went back to Hollywood with a sinus infection that knocked his voice out and it knocked production of Mike and Molly back a week. <laughs> he had to work with a dialogue coach. You're from Chicago, Billy. You're from Chicago in this show. I like that people got mad at him for root, like wearing Cubs stuff. Yeah. Having a Browns jersey yeah. up in his apartment. He's like, well, no, it's like Bears, right? Bears, I mean. He's like, it's a TV show. And still people in Pittsburgh were like, yeah, I know, but it's disrespectful. <laughs> like, you, I don't know, you could have changed it to Pittsburgh. That's I think not how this works. It's funny to him now that he's removed from it. Like, I think he can appreciate how Pittsburgh that is. I remember the first time I visited the set and Melissa McCarthy, you know, before she became Melissa McCarthy, because pre-bridesmaids. Yeah. Um, just destroying him for how dorky his dressing room was. Oh, yeah, it was a Steelers locker It was room. a Steelers locker, basically. You walked in, and it was just all paraphernalia. It was nothing but Steelers. <laughs> it was so awesome. Um, Mike and Molly finishing up. Or not Mike and Molly, I'm sorry. Bob Hart's Abishola finishing up here in the next two months. And it will be the second hit sitcom that Billy Gardell's been a part of in his career, which is unthinkable. It's like... Not a whole lot of people get that in their careers, no. you know? No. He's, he gave off the list at one time. It was like Ted Danson, Kelsey Grammer, Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Billy Gardell. You know? yeah. Yeah. Like, That's so amazing. Not a whole lot of people. That's awesome. Uh, if you missed Billy on the show yesterday, you can always go back and listen to the podcast each and every day. The show is released in podcast form. And folks all over the country listen to us, uh, all of the Pittsburghers who have uh, uh, diasporaed themselves uh, to other parts of these United States listen on a daily basis to keep touch with what's going on at home. But Billy's on every Tuesday here on the show from nine to 10. And you can always go check that out at DVE.com. 36 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by window nation. A federal appeals court is considering whether Donald Trump is immune from prosecution on charges. He illegally tried to overturn the 2020 election during a Tuesday hearing appeals court. Judge Florence pan asked a Trump lawyer, whether a president would be immune for having taken a bribe or ordering SEAL Team 6 to murder a political rival. Trump lawyer D. John Sauer said a president would need to be impeached and convicted first. Sauer argued that Trump has immunity in this case because he was acting in his capacity as president. Prosecutors argued the uh, prosecutors urged the court to reject Trump's efforts to dismiss the case. Currently, there are more than 5,100 West Penn Power customers in Westmoreland County who remain without electricity after yesterday's weather cut the power. At one point yesterday, that number was twice that. West Penn Power says crews will continue working around the clock until everyone has their service restored, but those high winds are expected to continue through today. Now that we're done with the holiday, uh, holiday season of joy, it's time to gather up all your receipts. The IRS announced the official start of the date, uh, start date of the 2024 tax season will be January 29th. 
The agency received billions of dollars in new funding last year from the Inflation Reduction Act, and it says more walk-in centers will be open this year to help taxpayers. There will also be enhanced paperless processing, and eligible taxpayers will be able to file their 2023 returns online directly with the IRS, a program the agency says will be rolled out in phases and is expected to be widely available by the middle of March. A new study out of the University of Colorado Boulder has found that THC and CBD can have a positive impact on your gym routine. The first-of-its-kind study discovered increases in motivation and enjoyment when people lit up before hitting the weights. Study participants were required to get on a treadmill 30 minutes after partaking in cannabis. Those participants said the treadmill time felt as if it passed by much more quickly, uh, but said the workout felt harder than when they ran sober. Uh, researchers suspect a runner's high comes from the drug tapping into naturally produced brain chemicals that made individuals feel more euphoric and alert. I mean, I had a friend who ran marathons stoned. That was every. I mean, really? he, he every time he ran, he would smoke and then run. It was just part of it. Like it I got the runner's high, but I'm also actually high. I'm high high. Mm-hmm. It I'm has, high high. It has a different effect on everybody. Some people feel very motivated and focused. Other people feel distracted and anxious. You know. So, and there are also different kinds of weed. Uh, you know, I've made this distinction many times on the show if you're unfamiliar it would be like i'm gonna try alcohol and then chugging a bottle of tequila and going oh it's not for me <laughs> like you it 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 varies but it is yeah it is difficult to navigate at first especially with those edibles those gummies i mean yeah. you know you think you're getting one thing and then all of a sudden it's all concentrated in that little foot of the gummy bear that you eat <laughs> i just don't think that's how you should start i can't handle anything i, I mean i lick a gummy i'm not I'm not right for a few hours. Um, but people at my gym, there's always dudes who are like just come in stinking like reefer constantly. Like That's I think it's big, it's big amongst weightlifters. You don't go to a big chain gym because I, I don't ever. Do. It's a chain. Really? Okay. I, I mean, it's, I think say, it's like I a local chain. I haven't ever smelled that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? What's the difference? What? In a big gym, they're in not a small smoking, gym, they're not smoking I'm, I'm, in the gym. No, I'm saying like the big chain gyms. I just, I, I would think that people would be paranoid to walk into a place like that. But if it's like your neighborhood gym, it's kind of smaller. It's, it's more smaller. comfortable. Yeah. Then you know why not? I, I don't the know. The more people, I'm just saying like the anxiousness. <laughs> yeah. Factor of like walking in and seeing eight thousand people, <laughs> and nobody's wiping down the machines. Oh boy, nobody does. Nobody. They do it the one like I belong to an LA Fitness and a Planet Fitness, and it's like those are two completely different ecosystems. LA Fitness is a little, it's bougier than it is bougier, but it's also people don't wipe down the equipment like they. Planet Fitness for some reason it's like your neighborhood. Everybody's chipping in. Everybody's really? taking care well, of it. I would it. thought it was yeah. the other way around. I would LA told- Fitness. Nobody's really wiping stuff down. A lot of old people at LA Fitness too, because I think they old people love amenities. Well, and LA pools. Fitness has a pool yeah. and some spin classes. I always wipe down the machine before and after because it's not hard to do. Like you do the handles and you get your sweat off and then you take off. I don't think it's a big deal, but I'm in the minority there. I think in my gym, and it's not like oh I don't want to get COVID. It's like 
I don't want to get anything. Your sweat cooties. Yeah. It, yeah. It's gross. You have psoriasis. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to like touch the things you're touching. A bunch of different things. I mean, I'm fighting off a cold now that I may or may not have got at the gym, but you know, it's just also that time of year. I don't think you can get away unscathed. You get at least one cold per winter, right? Usually I get three or four. So this is my first one. I'm feeling... I was feeling pretty cocky about it, too, right before I got sick. I'm like, dude, I haven't even got sick, man. I really, really stepped up my immune system. <laughs> Damn it. You Leon led that thing? I totally did. U.S. News & World <laughs> Report is out with its 2024 best jobs list. Stress and work-life balance were two of the main factors in the rankings. Workplace conditions, work pace, and whether telework is available were factors as well. The highest-paying jobs without a degree. Uh, number one is executive assistant. Patrol officer ranks second, then it's flight attendant. Sales rep, sound engineering technician is fifth. Best jobs without a degree. I'm not sure what highest paying jobs and best jobs is the difference. I guess maybe it's that work-life balance and all those other Mm -hmm. things. Hearing aid specialist is number one. What? (laughs) That's crazy. After that, it's community health worker, electrician, wind turbine technician, and flight attendant. Again, makes it on that list. Overall, the best job in America, coverall. Number one, nurse practitioner. Really? Oh, my God. I would never say that. I think it's like the most thankless job. That's crazy. That's like, isn't that all? That's like you're the doctor, but you're not the doctor. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's good because you don't have the doctor debt, the schooling debt. Yeah, maybe. Don't have some of the doctor pressures. People treat you really crappy, though. But it's probably really rewarding. I hope so. We definitely need those people. Financial manager, number two overall best job in America. Then it's software developer, IT manager, and physician assistant. So, there you go. The Bitchin' Kitten Brewery is a cat-themed brewery based in Morrisville, Pennsylvania. It's on the border with New Jersey. They are excited about Girl Scout cookie time. Uh, They're releasing Girl Scout cookie-inspired beers. The adventures in scouting beers include cinnamon roll winter warmer, lemon sour ale, chocolate stout with caramel and toasted coconut, and peanut butter brown ale. During a special event, the brewery will even feature an appearance from a local Girl Scout troop selling cookies on site. And finally, since you brought this up a couple of times uh before and after Merrill, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN yesterday, the day after Jimmy Kimmel blasted him on his late night show. The NFL star, however, did not apologize for hinting that the comic was among Jeffrey Epstein's associates. I'm glad and I think we can agree on something is that uh, one, those crimes are heinous. And two, I'm, I'm glad you're not a list because those those who are on the list and this is what I think we can agree on that at minimum there should be an inquiry into uh, their involvement, especially if they went to the island, and at maximum there should be uh, an investigation into it. McAfee. I mean, the fact that he, I mean, it's as if he's trying to say, I didn't think you had a problem with it, Jimmy. I'm glad that you do. He's, He's out of his mind. Well, what McAfee said I thought didn't help the situation either. And Jimmy, hey man, pumped that you're not on that list. Yeah. Pumped about it. Because obviously we've all been Jimmy Kimmel fans since way back. Way back. Well, and I think I think Pat is so friggin' talented 
and he is a one of a kind entertainer. Like we haven't seen anybody like him in modern sports media in particular. I agree. He is a juggernaut. And I great dude. I really wish he didn't indulge this idiot as much as he has because he's tacitly like joining himself to this conspiracy wing nut kind of talk. And it's going to become his persona, whether he likes it or not. Everything Aaron Rodgers says, people are going to equate Pat McAfee with that. I just think it's bad business going forward. Even if Pat believes in all that stuff, which, you know, he never pushes back on it. So something leads me to believe that he might think that there's a lot of merit to the things that he's saying. But listening to Aaron Rodgers, nobody wants to hear him talk about Anthony Fauci for half an hour. I think it's just on ESPN wasted. in the middle of the day. And I'll say, like, I, I want to hear about sports. I think Pat is so talented. He's been unbelievably kind to us here. Uh, and in particular, has donated an incredible amount of money to Children's Hospital when we mm-hmm. do Radiothon. And oh, uh, so I continue to root for Pat. I just wish that he would limit the amount of time he lets that complete moron have an unimpeded platform to spout whatever nonsense he feels like he wants to say there cuz it's just it's just a it's a bad look all the way around. I don't know why he can't go to a mall fair or the producer say, "Listen, we want to talk about sports." Yeah. This is the what, week leading up this? to the playoffs. I don't want to talk to you about a pedophile ring. I'm in a tank top. Like my <laughs> yeah. you know, my buddies are here and we're like jazzed about sports. We want to talk just Goofy stuff. Is there anybody who doesn't think that anybody who went to the island should be in jail? Like, we yeah, all that, we all think that. Yeah. Nobody's making excuses for anybody. Well, there are people making excuses for some people. But, yeah, we're all in agreement. Let's move on. This is not a, Only if you are entrenched in the deepest of rabbit holes in the internet, in Newsmax, Alex Jones land, are you thinking about this nonstop? And that is apparently what Aaron Rodgers is doing. This is all he wants to talk about. And it also took him a week to clear up what he said. He's like, there's been so much misunderstanding. I'll tell you in a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, he was in a cave for four days. Yeah, I know Levitard went after Kimmel for not being funny in his response. And Yeah, they're, but they both lost the thread a little bit on this. They're both being overly sensitive on this subject. If things were being mailed to your kids that made you feel un, like unsafe. Yeah. I think it's hard to be funny. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And but that's well, like you're going at, Aaron Rodgers is giving those people making them feel validated. The people who have harassed, you know, the Jimmy. But Kimmel's he said he's been getting death threats too. And so Aaron Rodgers did. That's just from the Jets, the offensive <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a waste of the time that he's on there on that show Agreed. and what it could be I more totally than agree. anything else, more so, than whatever you believe you. I would much rather hear him talk about all of the teams in the playoffs and all of these unique quarterback stories that we're watching unfold. We can all agree. AJ Hawk has become the funniest part of all of it though. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sure he's a great guy and everything, but I've, Looked up what that was. I was trying to refer to yesterday that General Zod was sentenced to in yeah. Superman the the uh, the the Phantom uh, 
he was like in the phantom prism or whatever and they just went spiraling mm-hmm. off into space and it looks exactly <laughs> like that rectangle that you see aj hawk in all the time I mean the the memes that were coming out yesterday. I'd you sent, sent me. You sent me some beauties. <laughs> They're so funny. Like Aaron Rodgers mumbling about something he read on the internet yeah. yesterday. You know Pat McAfee laughing awkwardly, and then it just showed a picture of AJ Hawk, but it wasn't AJ Hawk. It was an Easter Island head. <laughs> <laughs> it's thirty six degrees now at DBE. Uh, on the way. Did Kimmel respond to that last night, by the way? I don't know. I guess he didn't. I don't care. I, muted. I don't yeah, want I any of that. Kind of over it. I muted it all on Twitter so I didn't have to watch it anymore because it just kept, there's no way to avoid it in your algorithm. Uh, Mike's coming up next with your sports as we get set for Steelers Bills this coming Sunday. One o'clock here on DVE, 9 a.m. The pregame starts with Tim Bensdale, Lolly, and Matt Williamson. And then they hand it off to Pursuit. He cranks up the Steelers Network. With Bob Labriola and Jerry Dulac. They give way to the voice of the Steelers, Bill Hillgrove, along with Craig Wolfley, Max Starks, and Missy Matthews, calling all of the action live right here on your radio home of the Black and Gold 102.5 DVE. When the workday is over, well, that's it. We can all go home now. Pittsburgh heads home with Chad Tyson on 102.5 DVE. From the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is now hiring service technicians. Inquire at BridgevilleAppliance.com. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Going to be windy with some snow showers in the morning. Chance of snow is around 70%. Gusts could get over 40 mile an hour. There is a wind advisory in sports. Mike Pursuta getting you set for Steelers Bills this Sunday. I'm getting excited. I'm I never for the game. It's playoff time. I never thought we were going to be in this position. This is why you lift all them weights. Why do it so I can eat like garbage? This is why you change all those quarterbacks? This is why you lose to two two win teams. This is why you start playing the rookies that were better than the starters all along. Uh, I mean, after we lost <laughs> to the Patriots, I thought, well. That's likely the season, unless something miraculous happens. And then they lose to the Colts in just horrible fashion. That was rock bottom to me. Lay down fashion. George Pickens won't block. It's like 13 straight runs in the second half. We have embarrassed ourselves beyond belief. And now, somehow, a month later, we're going to be playing a playoff game. Flip the switch. Sports this hour brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. Uh, Mason Rudolph's going to be the guy. Leading the Steelers into playoff action on Sunday in Buffalo against the Bills. Rudolph might not be number one on the depth chart, but he's QB1 uh, until further notice. And as that, he'll be expected to look like a guy who knows what he's doing, which is what Rudolph has looked like for three games and counting. He's making good decisions, um, but he's working hard from a preparation standpoint, and that preparedness is showing. Uh, There's a cumulative body of work to speak of, too. Um, you know, Mason's been here a long time, um, and I think that's a component of it, and I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that component of it as well. I'm not super surprised that the offense turned around with Mason under center, given all that he's learned, all that he's prepared, how well he knows the offense. I'm surprised how quickly it happened. First drive, first play, touchdown. Second play, but I mean, but you get the yeah. point. 
Well, we usually had to wait three quarters to to start seeing some plays and a touchdown. And honestly, I, I wonder, uh, and I, I was thinking about this earlier today. That's why I knew it was the second play against Cincinnati because I double-checked it. That 86-yard uh, slant, you know, catch and run by George Pickens. How much of that was the catalyst for all this? How much did that settle Mason Rudolph down? That's oh, what I yeah. mean. I do know what I'm doing. Yeah. I read it, he threw it to Pickens, and then the safety took a bad angle, and we scored. Like, how much did that propel him or or convince him that he was in a good place, Rudolph? And, Trust and what you see and, and pull the trigger. And he did know what he was doing, and it would work if he if he just followed his natural instincts based on all he's learned and prepared. I mean, that, that might be the play of the season in terms of changing things. One 10-yard pass to a guy who... A few days earlier, was announcing that he wasn't going to block for teammates because he might get hurt. <laughs> right. That everybody in town wanted out of here. Crazy. And uh, Mason Rudolph just being who he is. Uh, Najee Harris has looked the part of late along with Rudolph, and Harris doesn't need to do anything special either. Just be who he is and do what he does. Um, you know, he's a big back. We value big backs here in Pittsburgh. Um, the attrition component that is the season, the weather component, um, it's just teed up for guys with skill sets like his. And it's going to be again on Sunday because this Buffalo defense, I mean, Buffalo's defense has some good numbers scoring-wise and takeaway-wise. and A lot of the measurables that people like to look at. Middle of the road at best on run defense and banged up. And oh, by the way, Pittsburgh has been running the crap out of the football lately. It's going to be interesting. Merrill made me feel a lot more optimistic than I had been, and I was already feeling pretty good about their chances. I can't believe the line's 10. I I really think that's high. Well, if it was wrong, I mean, they, they throw it out there and then see what the Sharps do initially. If it's way off, people that do this for a living will jump on it and change it. And it's going the other way. Everybody I thinks know. Buffalo's going to win. They think they're going to destroyed the Steelers. You know, I mean, I think they're definitely they're, they're the favorite for a reason. I mean, Josh Allen. I was thinking about this too. I keep talking about this Bills team comparing it to the Bills team that played Kansas City a couple years ago. Remember that great overtime game in Arrowhead in the playoffs? It was incredible. Everybody was pissed they didn't get to see Josh Allen go out there and get the ball one more time. And I think this Buffalo team ain't that Buffalo team. But this Kansas City team's not that Kansas City team either. You don't have to be that. Yeah. You just got to be better than who you're playing this year. Right. Like the, the the scale has changed to me, you know, in terms of what great means this year or what contender means this year. See, I like Buffalo coach Sean McVay compare this current Bills team to the 9-11 attackers. And here's why. <laughs> I still can't believe he did that. And what the hell was he thinking? When I first read it, I thought it was like the hijackers work together. I thought as it was a team. A, I thought it was a ball sack sports thing. I was like, oh, yeah. PFT um, probably no, we wrote got this. This is funny. What do we think of next? <laughs> you know, we're going to surprise them like the Japanese did. Yeah, dude, he might. Uh, quarterback Joey Porter Jr. is a guy <laughs> who might have to be special for the Steelers if uh, they're going to continue playing. Uh, Porter's going to be asked to keep a lid on Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, but. Uh, that's not the kind of challenge that Porter hasn't welcomed or handled previously. You know, I feel like I can, I can hang with the best of them. I feel like I showed that on tape. So I'm definitely ready for this matchup. I know he 
he's a he's a good wide receiver that likes to talk. So I'm I'm be great for all that. Mike Tomlin saying yesterday that he is optimistic. Mika Fitzpatrick is going to play. T.J. Watt officially ruled out, but we knew that wasn't happening. Boy, is that a shame. Remember back in the OTAs, Watt was talking uh, about uh, it's time to end this playoff drought. Yeah. It's, it's unacceptable. And you play in Pittsburgh, you're supposed to be winning games in January and February. I'm bummed for They him. got there and he doesn't get yeah, to play. Yeah, no, he's going to suck. Yeah, I know, but he's going ha- to be like a coach. He's going to be like the greatest coach ever for those guys. He's going to have Herbig so psyched. And he has to. Because then he overpursues and Josh Allen job. goes yeah. 30 yards. He's a gamer, though. I'm with you. I think he's going to make a splash play really in do. this game. You know, he showed up. Uh, he hasn't played a ton of defense, but when they needed him, he's he's been there for him. And he's all four of the major special teams. And he was strip sack in Seattle. Yeah, one of two defensive snaps that game. Extrapolate that out. He's going to have... 15 strips Probably. out of this game. Christmas present that nobody wants is here. Holiday bills. DVE wants to help pay your bills. Listen to DVE all day for the keyword at the top of the hour. We'll be doing it 13 times a day, 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Enter it at DVE.com and you could win a thousand bucks to help pay your bills. <laughs> that is freaking awesome. On DVE. Hey, it's Randy from the DVE Morning Show. What if I told you there was a way to make no mortgage payments for two... Yeah. The DVE Morning Show. It's not for mumps. All right, put that down, would you there, Jacob? What isn't for mumps? Yeah. The reason. Put that down. The Sopranos has been on... In a marathon on HBO2 since Saturday. And the amount of people that I've talked to that are watching as much as they can is actually kind of funny. Like, just not even bringing it up and then somebody will just kind of go, God, I've been watching all those Sopranos lately. They're there. You can stream them anytime. I mean, if you have HBO, you can go on the app and watch them anytime. But it's like is if HBO somebody not comes... HBO Max? It's Max. It's Max? Yeah. Is it... That's, That's what app. it is? That's the app. Okay. But it's like, you know, if somebody brings you a sandwich at a party and it's already made and they like hand it to you, you're like, well, yeah, I'll eat. But if you have to go make it, you're not going to go make it. But they're handing you the Sopranos on a platter and going, hey, would you like to uh, sit down and watch some Sopranos? Mm. Like, yeah, I, I actually would. Because there is no TV show like The Sopranos to me, and I know a lot of people feel the same way. It is crazy how many things they touch on on that show that I think are just, like, brilliant in their depiction of both, like, suburban life and the idea that they bring the, the mafia into these different worlds of therapy, suburban life, and just how it might actually operate. It's a little different than what you see in the movies a lot of times. You know, they don't show you the mundane as much in an hour and a half or two hour movie, you know, because right, it's like, right. well, we got to show you all the action. The humdrum life but, act aspect of it. Right. Sometimes they're just going around and collecting money and then that guy gets pissed because he's not doing anything and he feels like he wants to go out and get some action. And um, I, I don't know. I, it's just so funny. But uh the comedy of it to me is really a lot a lot of people don't think of the sopranos as a comedy and david chase has talked about this a lot he always thought it was scenes that were supposed to be viewed as very very funny well, those guys are hilarious people would their takeaway would be like tragedy you know like 
the episode where Christopher, he's in recovery, and his sponsor, who is a gambling addict also, he gets him gambling, and then he ta- and then he gets him into like a card game, and he takes him for like 60 grand, and the whole time he's chastising him like, look, you got it. You can't be going to the bottle right now. You know? <laughs> and like, and guy, he's clearly setting him up for another fall, and the whole time he's disappointed to him. But it's... It, seems legitimate like this character is like he's upset that he's that he's going back to substance abuse while he is pushing him into gambling debt that is pushing him into that substance abuse and it's hilarious and the guy gets his ass kicked constantly that or the fact that the guy from the the bada bing the cashier guy uh, played by comic fran solomina tony always beats him up <laughs> like just to a pulp. He's the one that Ralphie hits with the yeah, chain yeah. and his eye pops out. The guy just says one word and everybody gets pissed at him and starts beating him up for some reason. That's not a show you could ever like reboot and do again with a new cast. Ever. But no. if they redid that one scene, they would have to, he would probably be like, You should call one eight hundred gambler right now. I mean, this is Yeah, well this you is know bad. you're you, down real bad. If you watch Fargo right now, the new season of Fargo, uh with John Hamm and um uh, what the hell's her name? Um, uh, um, Angela uh, Juno, Bassett. Juno Temple. Oh. Um, they have disclaimers at the end of all the episodes of like, you know, if you're a victim of domestic uh, violence, here's the hotline, etc. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, if they did that for The Sopranos, there would be a five <laughs> a minute million disclaimers <laughs> disclaimer at the end of every single episode. Yeah. Like if you're if you're gambling anonymous, alcoholics anonymous, domestic violence. I mean, it. It's all in there, and for some reason, I I think most everybody watches it, and they don't think like, yeah, I want to be like those people, because it clearly is a lesson in how not to live your life, but Tony keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. That's the one thing that like always amazes me, is that there's a guy we are rooting for, and he becomes a more despicable person every single episode, and somehow you never stop kind of rooting for him. I gotta go back and rewatch that because it's just it's not in my bones like the other stuff, and it doesn't make sense because that's my mom is obsessed yeah. with it. You know, whenever they came into town and did the podcast, yeah, uh, her and my my cousin went to see Talking it, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is hilarious!" Like they're so in on that, and for some reason, it just didn't. I mean, I was in college, I think, at the time. You you real it is so in your wheelhouse. I will say that like when you rewatch it, there are things that stick out, like the set decoration on a lot of it uh, like art direction i think is not awesome i don't think they had a ton of money particularly in the early days like some of the houses just and borrowing like, somebody's it, house it just doesn't look great and i know they did it at it, I think, silver cup studios they had to shop that script initially correct yeah oh yeah everybody turned it down and it wasn't until hbo told david chase like and i think brad gray had something to do with this like we'll leave you alone you you just do it and that became part of you know the stipulation moving forward is that david chase got to do whatever he wanted to and the other thing that i always forget about it is that it is the show for dream sequences that and twin peaks are considered the gold standard for like film dream sequences i mean there's like entire episodes that are dream sequences Mm -hmm. of the sopranos the kevin finnerty one uh and there's another one where he's like asleep in a, a hotel room i think um, and he just has all these weird visions and they film these really surreal, bizarre dream scenarios. And then they'll show him in the therapy chair talking about the dream. And then it turns out this is still part of the dream. They do a really good job with that, too. And it amazes me that 
he could not get anything else done after the Sopranos. Like Chase did the Many Saints of Newark, everybody of Newark, everybody was excited about it, and it just landed with a thud. It was yeah. almost too inside baseball. I was disappointed with that the first time I saw it. Then I went back and watched it again, and I thought, eh, it's pretty good. Wasn't Sopranos, but it was pretty good. Right. But if James Gandolfini would have lived. There's no doubt they would have revisited this somehow. It was so good. In some way, shape, or form. Although I still think he, he was easily... You, you can just surmise he dies at the end. That's the big controversy. What happens? And David Chase would never explicitly say or expressly say, but it's right there. I mean, the, two episodes before, Bobby Bacala is like, yeah, you don't even hear it. It just goes black. And then two episodes later, it just goes black. Mike well, disagrees with you. I, just, I would have liked to see some finality to it. Hmm. I remember hearing you guys talk about this. Fighting. When it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. <laughs> Part of my rage was I thought it went a couple seasons too long. There are a lot of episodes that kind of didn't need to happen. And I was Every getting, series that happened. I was getting pissed at it because I was so into it, and then it was letting me down pretty consistently. And yeah. then the ending, I was like, oh, what? I I rode through that crap just for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's an entire episode like about... Karen Zidi. That's Karen's last Zidi. I can't eat it yet. You know, stuff like that where you're like, all right, I don't really care about this part of it. It's you get burned out. like that in a couple of shows, and it, you just don't go into a show as easily. I, I got burned by by Dexter. I know you are. Breaking are. Bad was one of the only shows that, that ended pretty much where it was supposed to. There was no lull in Breaking Bad. It was only, what, four Five, six seasons? You know what? I binged that when my dad had his um, bypass surgery, and I just sat in the hospital with him, and I watched the entire thing in like two or three days or whatever on an iPad. So I don't think I really Game got Game of the- Thrones? Amazing. The last I- season? What the hell was that? I still haven't gone back and watched The dark episode that the director was like, no, your TVs were wrong. It's <laughs> like, what so the great. hell? That's such a funny yeah, excuse. It was so dark, I almost missed the Starbucks cup. On the table in the castle. Tomlin should have done that when things were going bad this year. Uh, I don't think that's how it happened. <laughs> I think your TV was dark. <laughs> when we play no, stadiums no. when the lights yeah, yeah. are off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think the passing game was good, actually. Um, I actually would like to go back and watch Game of Thrones again. I've only watched like it there's, once. There's so many things I didn't understand yeah. the first way, the first time through. I've watched it a couple times. There's still a lot I don't get. But yeah. yeah. Like well, I said initially, I'm going to stand by my initial assessment of why it was popular. Sex and violence. Yeah, that's... Uh, and no one's disputing it. Yeah. Sex and violence. Every so many minutes, somebody was going <laughs> to die in horrific fashion. And a nice or, accent. Or there was going to be... That's uh, the Sopranos. I mean, that's... It's nonstop. Tony gets hooker after hooker after girlfriend after guma. It's nonstop. It's always turnover, turnover, turnover. But more dialogue and, and tangential type stories. Uh, Unless I just missed those in Game of Thrones because I couldn't even remember their names because they were so messed up. Rewatching it, though, there's so many things you notice. I mean, Christopher is late to every in every scene when he shows up. Sorry, I'm late, T. The turnpike was you know jammed with broken heroes. On <laughs> Highway. Highway, whatever. Um Sopranos on HBO2. I think they're up to the last season today. And they've done it. I think they've been running it since Saturday. And they've done one season per day. And it is, I mean, it has pulled me in again. I am all the way back in. Just when you thought you were out. 
They have the same coffee cups for too long. That's the other complaint I always had about it. I'm like, they they wouldn't have those coffee cups in season four. But Uncle Junior will why, remain why one of my... Why do you think that? I don't know. It's like, it just seems inconsistent. Every day. coffee cups are 20 years old. I know. I see it every they day. They are spitting them. Spit them. <laughs> Not all of them. Some of them. Uncle June's one of my all-time favorite characters, though. The amount of stuff that, that comes out of his mouth that is absolutely hilarious. Anyways, I'd go for Sopranos. Also, Polly Walnuts, I get a new appreciation for him and how him and Christopher hate each other. <laughs> like, Son they love each Sue. other. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sue, you idiot. Why don't you go grab us some coffee? Come on, are you kidding? Better yet, go to the ear, nose, and throat department. <laughs> get your hearing checked. <laughs> Jackie Jr. He... He also it's told really him in that scene. Nose and throat. Bill, he, you know what he told him in that scene? Smarten up. Yeah, dude. He gave him the, the uh, Frank Vincent line. Smarten up. You On the thought way- I was laying. That's why you had it ready. Double M Mark Madden coming up at uh, 945 spot. Folks, imagine if your favorite casino came with an undo button. That's exactly what you get with FanDuel Casinos. Play it again. Get up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. Play your favorite table games and hundreds of slots for real cash. See for yourself why FanDuel Casino is the number one rated online casino app. Explore daily and weekly promotions. Play with live dealers. None of them them have to answer to Chrissy or Pauly. (laughs) And if you ever have any questions, our best-in-class customer support team is here to help 24-7. Sign up for FanDuel Casino at FanDuel.com slash Randy today and play it again with up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. 21 or older and present in Pennsylvania must not have previously placed any wager on FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel Casino, Betfair Casino, Mohegan Sun Casino, or Stardust Casino. Refund issued as non-withdrawable casino-only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Can you play me a tune? Tell us what you want on Facebook, Twitter, phone, or the talkback button on the iHeartRadio app. A little magic bus by the who? Queen. How about some Tom Petty? Your requests make up the menu on the electric lunch. Weekdays at noon on DVE. Call Edgar Snyder & Associates. Remember, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. 1-800-94-EDGAR. Dan Wynn here for windauto.com. Browse our huge selection of pre-owned vehicles, all with true pricing. We are Pittsburgh's family-owned and award-winning Ford dealerships with two stores about two minutes from I-79. Wilson Wynn Ford, Exit 5 Heidelberg, and Washington Ford, Exit 40 Washington. windauto.com. Take your career to the next level with a graduate degree from La Roche University. Choose from online, evening, and hybrid courses. Flexible formats allow some programs to be completed. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.